Well, welcome everybody to the Making of a Puppet podcast and this is our modern attempt to, to work with a, a very old concept and frame of, of embodying a story into another being which isn't human, to find our way to think about relationships and work and, and moving together um, what would be called partnership in many of many different languages and think about how you you build with story and you build with with a being that can allow for growth and 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 a space for emergence to evolve so we love puppets um, we think they're portals into the imagination um, that they move us in beautiful rich ways and today we're kicking it with the indigenous knowledge systems labs at which i'm very lucky to wear double hats so i'll be a double agent today um, i'll be wearing the aim hat and then wearing the labs hat which is one of the great pleasures of my life to kick it with this gang and so to get us going we're just going to open it up and just sort of you know wander around the circle a little bit um we tend to bring in a mr mr jack yeah yeah mr no. jack what for are you wearing all them hats yeah what, what for are you wearing all them hats on your head so that's that's, that's my puppet i'm trying on a puppet voice yeah that's that's one also for this so i don't know much about everything i learned about puppets i learned in the 80s of ABC TV and, and that was one all. Of the, one of the things that the gang were teaching me when I was learning how to puppeteer with Prop Hope, um, Vanessa Ellis and Heath Driver and Heath does um, work with Randy Feltface and he's amazing like puppeteer. And he said something happens that we always immediately go for the strangest possible high-pitched voice with puppets and he said actually like because the work is really hard. He said like I chased an elite sporting career and easily this is the toughest thing I've done physically. And they said, Jack, you're already down on your knees, arm up in the sky, like, you know, trying to look through a reverse monitor, watch, keep eye line, and then get the thing to talk and be alive. Maybe just use your voice. And so, yeah, the voice, I think, could easily be... Um, There's, I could tell you where that tradition comes from, though, why we all do that. It, it is a tradition. So, and it comes down from, like, uh, Commedia dell'arte, which was, um, yeah, they, they had this whole thing uh, about this... Yeah, they, they had this, this this whole tradition uh, with this commedia, commedia dell'arte, and then it was. Um, but that's where slapstick comes from, mm. and that's where Punch and Judy, you know, Punch and Judy, the puppet show, and it's the high pitched voices. It came down from commedia characters, and the commedia characters were very, um, you know, like uh, exaggerated, and they had the masks on, like really big evil nose, or like you know, exaggerated features, and they had all those high pitched voices, and that uh, that came down. And all the cartoons used to watch, like especially the Hanna Barbera ones and Warner Brothers, all the like um, Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, all them ones we grew up with. You know, half of them they were inheriting like uh, that, that weird, exaggerated stuff too. So it's all because of medieval white people that we have this propensity to put on silly voices whenever anyone says puppet. That Sesame Street, anyway. Josh, JD, any experience in your life with with puppets? No, probably with um, plenty of silly white people, though. And I think um, coming out of those medieval sort of things, I think that's a, a really cool um, unpacking or unpicking of that as a tradition. Because I was, I was really keen to learn more about, like, where where that kind of comes from and, like, the purpose of the art of um, puppeteering and, and, you know, those sorts of things, conveying complex human narratives and experiences. But, yeah, to me... It's one of the most... Like, it wasn't very complex. They were just like the poor buggers. They were like, you know, they were throwing their kaka in the street 
They were walking around hip deep, deep in cuck after the day. They had no sanitation. Half their teeth were missing. Their skin was itchy all the time, bruz. Their hair was falling out. Let alopecia every now and then there'd be like a mass hysteria all the women would start dancing until they dropped dead it was a it was a nightmare they were having wars that killed like a third of their population and shit and then plagues going through with all these rats that they're keeping the chickens inside and the and the and the, and the pigs in winter time to try and keep them alive so they don't freeze to death outside and then that's how the flu all starts up and that's how you know, all these poxes and stuff, the disease is sweeping through, they feel like crap, they have to be drunk all the time, never drink water because they can't drink the water because they cucker near the water, they make the cucker near the water supply, and they wonder why the well kills them, so they have to drink beer all the time, and they have to be drunk anyway to just to, just to get by from all the really horrible day they had to live off. And, and like if they go to the doctor, like they, they'd be like nicking their veins and bleeding it into a bowl to get the evil spirits out. These were savages. We're talking about savages here. So, um, you know, you can imagine the puppet show comes to town and it's like it's the best thing that's ever happened. What but it's got to be it's got to be you imagine how you would play to an audience like that. That's not and what sort of voices that's you'd that's have to put on. That's not Jackie's puppet. That's not that's not what we're coming into, right? Well, that's it. We have to I'm retrieve I'm forward, I'm, 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 retrieve I'm, forward the elements of puppetry, but we have to leave behind all the Black Plague and and the, and the, and. Well, the if I follow one from JMB singing out Brother Tyus, uh, thank you for the story, the history. If I follow what JMB asked just then, like, what's your connection to puppetry? Well, my mind would zero into that whole um, Muppet '80s. That's what I, that's what I kind of know and flow with, because um, as young ones, you're gonna get two stations, right, in Harvey Bay, so you're gonna get SEQ TV and ABC and then um, well Muppets first and all the mob will come sit around and that tra- and that translated that was a Saturday night entertainment there was a Muppets you know you could see you could even hear your blackface and see your blackface and the, and the cool jazz Fredo uh, piano man and uh, a bit of animal so you know I think about that and I think about Sesame Street too you know what I mean that was a way that we got to um, uh, engage um, but um, yeah yeah that's if, if you ask about where What's that kind of connection to? It's 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 been that, and I guess for us too, like knowing that you saw other black faces, everyone everyone connects back in our clan back to the Sesame Street days. Um, mm. So um, yeah, yeah. We had a um, when we were in when we started working globally, like the like the idea of a face became really challenging with a lot of the curriculum we were developing. So I, I was trying my best to be like a facilitator on screen to do, you know, that TV kind of host stuff. And as we were in, you know, Uganda and South Africa and started working in some of these places, the gang were like, look, your accent alone is hard enough. And then explaining your Aboriginality and like, and the different elements like that became, there were these limitations to our face, um, whether no matter what the skin color was, if we put someone up. And so I remember sitting in New York um, in this museum of the moving image. So Yael was shooting Orange is the New Black like um, in the same place in Kaufman Studios. And it was, Queens is like, it's, there's not a lot going on in Queens. There's lots of, there's like more cultures in one uh, postcode than ever. So there's a lot going on, but there's not a lot of sort of like entertainment. If you've got a tiny little kid, it's very concrete jungle. So I'd walk around with Pemau and we'd just, um, we'd go, there was this permanent Jim Henson exhibition and I was trying to work out how do you communicate to the world? Like, you know, how do you communicate to all these different voices and all these different places? And how do you, how do you get people unstuck from, um, from our identity, from movement for a moment to then in a way which isn't like 
deleting your identity? Like, how can you find movement in that imaginative goop? And so the first bit, like in New York, I was very much in that underdog state at the beginning and thought, okay, I'm going to beat New York, you know, I'm going to compete, compete, I'm going to game it. So when I saw Jim's work, I was like, what an arsehole, what a body of work. I was jealous, like, you know, what an amazing body of work from one person. Like, you walk through this exhibition, you're like, how does one person do all this? Like, I want to do something like that. And then about the fifth or They have money and they delegate. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you do it. Well, about, and many, yeah, factors as well in, in, in those pathways. But the, the, we had the fifth or sixth moment of going into that, um, that joint. I was going, how, like, hand in my head, going, how am I going to communicate to everybody? How do we find a way to move? And Elmo said, it's me, bro. Like, it's me, idiot. And, and from that moment, we've kind of wandered down this space and it's sort of like, you know, we talk a lot about it in the labs, um, these processes of emergence and like we yarn with Kappa about it. And it's felt like the scariest place because a bunch of literal thinkers have just immediately go, well, you're barking mad. And then over time, we've slowly reclaimed that middle space. And, you know, when I got to talk to Prof Jane Goodall um, with Professor Ho, like Dr. Jane Goodall, it was just so nice that Ho um, was accepted. And I knew, I, I really hoped that Jane would do that um, as she'd done with other species. She just immediately responded to Hope as an equal. There was no question. So Hope, Hope, that was Professor Hope, your puppet. Yeah. Proper. Which one's that? That's the purple one or pink yellow one. one or? Yeah. Pink one, pink one. Yeah. It was a prof of imagination. So I think that the, to sort of open it up from, from that frame and, and round some of the stimulus in like of where you were going, Joshy, as well, like I think they they free us. Um, as an art form, it's an art form that's like, you know, the more we study it, like in lots of different playgrounds, poetry or mimicry or stories being used through through different beings, different creatures to get us out of our literal mind to understand things. And we see them as... So did Jane Goodall say, did she go like, um, hey, these, these puppets use tools just like human beings? And then like the whole scientific community was like, no, no, they don't use tools. And then just ridiculed her, and then finally she gained acceptance, and uh, and then puppets were, uh, yeah, respected. Well, that, that well did it happen like that, like with the chimps, or, or, or no? Uh, we just we, she hasn't yet published thirty years of research, but she did have a good yarn with with Prof Hope. Um, but yeah, I think like JD, the those um those Sesame Street and those Muppet Gang like. You know, we're working on an imagination show and unashamedly looking to borrow from the Muppet show and just being like, they did beautiful work, pick it up and build it in different ways. And what I what I love as a device when you pick up that puppet is you get to move people in different ways. And, and I think probably to open it up and I'll stop talking in 15 seconds, um, is that I think that's one of our challenges is, you know, when we're coming from a marginal view with knowledge, is getting people to one, stop, and then to stop again. And then to genuinely take a, a space or make space where they can move in their thinking. It's been one of the things which I'm sure that all of us have faced at different stages. To You're saying the same thing and again and again and again. So how do you freeze, pause, stop and find a different way to get into the mind through stories? So that, that's where I think these devices, these puppets give us a chance to work in synchronicity. But no, talk for as long as you like, but you've got to make me laugh once a minute or I will interrupt you. Yeah. That's, yeah. My, that's my protocol especially if stuff's been recorded because like some poor bastard's got to try and listen to this and yeah. if we're not we're not we're not doing funnies then you know i mean we could be be profound but you're gonna make them laugh every now and then otherwise like uh they get depressed people listen to too many podcasts and then they they get depressed
Is that the name of this puppet that we're going to work on? Is it, is it Prof Hound? Is it a like a dog? A prof who's just Prof Hound and stand-up comedian? Is that what we're, are we working on? A stand-up comedy set now? Prof Hound. Well, I think we're we're doing a dog in something else. Yeah. So, okay. We could double it up though. This could. Uh, you know what I mean? Not a dog is a hound. Two creative yeah, birds with one stone. JD Joshy. So the crux of it, right, is we're trying to, well, you two rip off each other. Um, we're trying to get to a uh, MOU translation, right, for this. You want, you, want to, you want to create a, am I saying the right thing, a puppet or muppet? You want to create a puppet that reflects that MOU, is that right? Yeah, I think we'd be looking to birth a professor who gets to be a resident at Imagination University and bridge the work that we're doing between the labs. This will be perfect prototype. What do you reckon, Labbers, for that uh, lab coat um, um, ties we talked about? We could we could get we could get we could get we could we could get Buller or Sister whatever we come up with to come up in that lab coat that we're all gonna that we're all gonna have. And that's another thing. Just here's a provoc here's a provocation mob online. I don't want to. I would sing out so you see the JD and the Logan print shirt. I, I don't know, I'd like, this is what I sing out with that lab coat. Even if we, even if we hide things, like, I don't know whether he's whether like buttoned up all the way. Cause I don't, I don't like the thing of showing all their symbols and stuff out. It, it, there's no reason to show all the symbols out straight up. You know what I mean? What are the lay, I guess I'm, sing, I guess I'm signaling out what are the layers? Cause that's that lovely yarn with old bunders and such uh, up on country there. Um, all those yarns, those old fellas, Joshy about, Mob always buttoned up, t-shirt, not showing up, but yet they were, they were uh, obviously very clear men and women of high distinction. So yeah, just so I just thought I'd throw that in there too. But maybe our coat, we could do a design for our coat. This could be like a trial one. Like a trial one, Tice. Tice, Tice. Josh, yeah. Josh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. It'd be good to see like an Iron Man. When I'm thinking this because you're wearing your Iron Man, your Blackfellow Iron Man shirt there. JT, you got that, that circle in the middle of your chest but it's all them concentric circles with the dots there. Big Meeban there, yep. see Meeban? Oh, Big one there, eagle there. He flies around the back, Gugudin country. Indeed. Oh. He You could do like Iron Man made out of feathers. Whoa. Tony Stark, but cooperative. <laughs> if, we if we want to circle and we think about like the, like patterning a, a soul into this, this professor or their being like, Let's go back for a bit, um, and as far back as we want to go. But what's brought us here? You know, what's brought us together as a group, and and maybe just take a bit of time, like in your own way, to, to find a bit of a way through story into why we're here, like you know, as a crew and and sickness, indignity, um, escape, you know, survival. That's that's what's brought us. <laughs> well, here's so the, the desire not to die on the side of the road in the rain. Anyway, so that's the low bar. Like, build on that. There's, 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 there's plenty of space to go from there, Josh. Even make that nice for me. Uh, I'll probably riff off what um, what JD said. Like, I like the semiotics, like the symbolism. Uh, you know, if on the black lab coat, if we can put some designs on there um, that are sort of representative of what the lab is about, what Ang is looking to achieve with the partnership. Um, I guess some some provocations might be like what's underneath that, um, not necessarily like delving into that scarification yarn or like anything like that, but it'd be like what's the rites of passage that this puppet could 
or may have gone through um, that is reflective of our journey as a lab and um, and with AIM um, as partners and as, you know, kin. Um, yeah, like, and how, how do we treat and approach that and make that, uh, like, formalised? Well, that's a big one, yeah. The creation story is, like, you know, we get to shape that that creation story and, you know, digging into the platypus creation story for me more and more like learning about that misfit mashup kind of you know churning the water and through that water churn that that can lead to healthier water and yeah i think there's you know we've got it'd be good for those that have never heard anything about the labs like just for a minute or two as we're moving through it or like to, to just try and find a way to to give a sense and make some sense of, of what we're up to and, and what we're trying to do together because i think that um you know the technique like just to provide a healthy build and challenge as we're kind of going through like an opportunity I think we've jumped to a little bit of the aesthetic and the surface which sometimes happens with puppets you're like well what does it look like but we're you know I think that offer there Joshy or thinking about the feeling when you're a kid growing up JD and, and you're watching those shows like what are we what are we missing that we we can't do as as beings that we might be able to have this complimentary professor help bring to life or what do we want to pass on that's really heavy work that maybe they can lift for us like so, well, well, well uh, jackie going deeper to the button up that's you you're also not hearing the nuance there too brother i just go to if i think about wind of the willows right i think it bad i'm trying i'm trying to keep it to what it's caricature because i guess i guess it should be to be to be safe space and clear to you it's it's hard it's been hard when we first all weave together i mean you've been part of the big translation for me and for other ik mob about okay i understand whether where the puppetry fits, but at the first point, if you if you show my puppet, they kind of go, oh, "What, what the?" Um, but, uh, so I guess I'm singing out is um, with that button up is the layers. So it made me think of you said, "Well, what is it about?" For me, like the wind of the willows, right? If you know that story, the badger, he kind of has that kind of presence. He's got to be, you know, he's a, you know, he's a strong fellow. He's going to come strong. He's going to talk strong. He is strong. So when I shared that yarn to you about button up. The old Bundas and the old Grand, they, they were strong people. They still refer to really, there's a strength that they had just from who they, their, their disposition and how they look and how they are. That's that's not just, so that, I'm not talking about loose clothes. You know, I'm talking about that's part of who they are. They're, they're, they're a stand up, they're strong, and you, and you know you're in their presence when, when they're there. So they show that smoke pattern that we talk about from the from our fires. They show that, they walk that, they are that, you can smell it. That's what I'd, that's what I'd say. Bungies. What is hidden and what's shown? What I'd like, I'd like to, you know, make a little note about that. Because um, it's not necessarily what we're going to show from this, but then what is hidden? So what's the puppet not saying? You know, um, and then how is the design of the puppet, you know, um, built around contextual communication and nonverbal communication, and, you know, an economy of words and layering of meaning and not saying the thing. Uh, not having the painted feathers on him, but there is that sense of that uh, that dignity sort of coming through, that quiet dignity. So there's like, wow, I interact interact with this puppet differently. This puppet isn't working overtime to catch my attention. So maybe it's coming from a if it's coming from a different. It was important to like lay out that commedia dell'arte tradition and that um, that mask that masked. Um, uh, slapstick kind of tradition there from Europe, medieval Europe. It's important to say that at the start because that's the lineage, that's the genealogy of the puppetry, and a lot of a lot of the style of it. And so it's important to acknowledge that genealogy. 
but then also to go well if we're bringing something in through you know in indigenous systems of knowledge here then there's other genealogies happening and there's things you know it's it's coming into a space and and we'll kind of like to there's that word occlude you know we like to occlude things to hide them a, a little bit and could, reveal could we, them as we... needed so what what i thought as there was a long way of saying it just real quick 30 seconds um just this idea because people got used to seeing people in masks i mean especially kids got used to seeing people in masks over a couple of years so maybe this puppet still has a mask like has a surgical mask on because then it's also it's like hang on it's no one's wearing masks anymore why is wearing a mask <laughs> and then it's like well is it a he is it a she like maybe the gender is is also like not certain not because it's like a non-binary character but just because that's another thing that's hidden it might be revealed down the track or it might be irrelevant you know so there's a few there's quite a few things about this character that are a little bit mysterious you might even think well that the masks really common in asia so that would appeal to like you know like korean and japanese etc like people who are you know coming to the university and want to see a professor that sort of has <laughs> doing something familiar but then that would the design then would have to mean that this puppet would have to be able to communicate a lot with its eyes the eyes would have to be big and there'd have to be a lot of movement built into that so you were like you animal you know animal the drummer <clears throat> you'd have to have just his eyebrows you know how he communicates most of his stuff with his eyebrows not, 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 not red eyes, not red eyes. I, was, yeah. I was gonna say i was gonna say too but another piece that just landed me when you're talking about the puppetry where it began thank you the history track i'd also flip that and say and we should also remember closer to us on that mccassin line is the fact that our, you know, our Indonesian and, and, and very close neighbours have very, very clear puppetry space. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, if we're, get, if we're going to pull that thread to uh, medieval, let's also pull our threads to where... Because I, I love seeing those those, uh, those, uh, those those puppets from up Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah, because I, I can, like, you can picture those spirit figures and stuff when they're there. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to duck out of... Some... A, mob, a lot of our mob up north be like, like oh, what are you, cursing us? <laughs> yeah, so well, that, that's the thing. We've got to make sure we're not. That's what they're that's what we are now. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab our uh, a, a Kanaka mask just to add to the flow too. We've got mm. it in the back here. Yeah. Oh yeah, bros. Yeah, bros. Yeah. Well, that the, that was the other thing that we found working across continent Africa as well. Like a bunch of our crew in Nigeria have shared really deep puppetry history, like and really deep stories that they've worked through through ceremony. And our puppetry has been a really big part of of their journey as well. And not um, through that comedic lens, but through a very different thread line. So there's really interesting, like different playgrounds, I think, to build on as well. Basically, for most of their, or their rule is all their animals, none of them can speak. So that could be a really interesting design restriction to be, because every one of our professors so far speaks, but it might be that we're looking at an animal or a fusion of animals, or it might be a fusion of the cultural indicator species, for example, to be like, is 13, can you make a mashup? And just let me provide a bit of extra stimulus for, for a sec here. Um, just before the pandemic happened, speaking of the like the, the Spanish flu or whatever you referenced earlier, um, Ties, the, before this pandemic came, we made a, um, a puppet it was our third puppet that we ever made and we weren't quite sure what was going to happen yet. So we were just sort of mashing. I just said to Ness, just do unlikely connections, like mash some things that wouldn't usually go together. So we had a lion and a unicorn. And then Ness got a pangolin bat, um, a pangolin and a bat and put it together. And we made Panga. And then the pandemic happened six months later. Like it was bonkers. So we've, Panga's been sort of sitting there for a little bit. 
but thinking about you thought did it yeah that's how it happened like, oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not lab leak that was a puppet leak <laughs> happened there curse the world with puppets um but yeah well maybe that maybe there's a mashup but I, I really like the idea of it not and and thanks jd for for like going back into the button up so i could understand on a much deeper level because i think the there might be some really interesting restrictions around like i was just saying to the gang maybe it's maybe the puppet doesn't speak verbally you know but then and that or it could be an animal that speaks in a different frequency now only for only Which for is, only for recording here here's a closed one here this is not for this is for us to show this is Puri Puri Mars from from South Sea, yeah. And you got the turtle. So Puri, the turtle head. So it's a, it's the it's a, it's one of our um, one of our strong masks, right? But um, did you say Puri? Yeah. Like mean like like Puri. Magic. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's only recorded, right? It's not not this. That, yeah, yeah. This, this doesn't get um. You're only listening, aren't you, JMB? It's not taped, is it? This isn't. This isn't a video. A. Eh? This is a audio audio podcast. All right. Oh, bros, um, that's a big thing to show. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's oh, just that. Us. Just that yeah, flow, yeah. though. We're, we've been flowing, yeah, and, tr- and I do trust you, follow. So, um, but um, there's that layers thing again, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's that totemic sort of animal there embedded in that piece too. You know, mm. with the turtle. What's, what's your feelings, Josh? Yeah, 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 I think I'll come back to that, like the semiotics and capturing like the bigger meaning and story. Um, I'm really glad that you mentioned the like the gesture. So the gesture as a semiotic, um, you know, pedagogical tool that can teach. So we're, we're essentially building a puppet that has the capacity to teach and communicate um, with it, you know, without its, partly without its owner or without its puppeteer uh, in the background moving things around and um, and that sort of stuff the and it, that that's how it reflects the uh, the MOU is that the MOU was essentially op- like built in the same way in that it had those the carvings and the markings um, which hold knowledge and hold information and store information uh, and can communicate uh, events and activities across like big spans of time so if you've got the um, puppet wearing a mask, it kind of captures the the event of COVID um, and can kind of communicate what COVID was like or, you know, behaviours or interactions between people in a particular place or time. So I think that's a really, really um, deadly point in that, like, we're building a, a mnemonic device by building this puppet that's mad but this it's just blown me away JD bringing in the Puri stuff here because like and then Jack's talking about they you know like Gem and they done some Puri with putting the pangolin and the bat puppet together and then COVID happens you know it's like oh no so like maybe this this puppet's gonna be like the anti-COVID puppet like you say it'll be the thing that'll that'll undo COVID It'll be the, <laughs> yeah. it'll be like the anti curse. Yeah. Like a- fix him up with this one. So yeah, be, I, I can see him being really mysterious, but kind of like I don't know. Like and I keep seeing this uh, like blanket or cloak around him, and that, and JD keeps saying button up. So I can see a button here, and it's kind of you don't see much of their body most of the time. 
and then maybe every now and then it opens up, you know, and then you don't see much of their face. It's just these communicative eyes, and they don't talk much. But then, you know, like Joshi in most of our meetings, it's like when they do talk, it's like it's the business, you know, <laughs> like Silent Bob in the in all the Silent Bob Jane Silent Bob movies, <laughs> you know, like he never talks, and then when he does, it's something awesome. Like, so did a, you see that? Did you see they did a they did a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? They did like a whole sequel to that a, a while back, and and Silent Bob's lost all the weight because he's a vegan now, and it, it's weird. But he did do a really good. Um, he did uh, Alec Baldwin's monologue out of Glengarry Glen Ross, but at a KKK rally. So that was where he spoke. <laughs> to do that. It's a tough speaking. Gig. It was, that's a hard gig yeah. to open. Like coffee is for closers. Like okay. with a burning cross in the background. That's pretty. That's pretty hard. So anyway, like that. So I puppet. Know. Well, you don't see much going on, but it's it's like that. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if. It, to... Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I'm wondering if like with. So you're saying the cloak. We did talk about the black lab coats, but I wonder if there's like, you know, um, similar to the MOU, is there a way that we can take like a skin um, and, you know, maybe embed some semiotics on there, some symbols that carry or contain a specific message like your, like your, um, like your, uh, what'd you say there? <laughs> Anti-COVID um, meta yarn or something like that. Um, you know, carrying into the future and then it'll hold and store that story for, you know, across future generations. That might be another thing to take into consideration is how how does the puppet, like, um, exist beyond our lifetime and into another lifetime and then another lifetime and what's the purpose uh, and meaning of, uh, of something being able to do that, an artefact or um, a symbol or a word or... In this case, a puppet. Yeah, one. I was sort of thinking about the form that it might take, and just giving a bit of context as to where where our professors sort of come to life is where um, we've got you know ten years left as a lab in, in AIM, and we've got you know ten years to try and bring people together. These professors are on these big quests, and we've got this imagination factory in Sydney, Australia. And as you're all talking, it's kind of thinking, you know, we're we're in the process of shaping a story. So they've got the biggest possible life journey and that those stories become the tools that last, you know, in the next 30, 40, 50 years. So borrowing from the Muppet Show and having the Imagination Show featuring the professors, you bring 15 guests in throughout the year as like mentors and residents and they basically have a Saturday Night Live slash Muppet Show experience where they cruise around the factory and we shoot different scenes in different locations with different professors. Now I was thinking about this one going, you could build a quite a sizable um, puppet you know, it could be human shape or it could be a bigger size, like it could have mystery to it, but it could be an installation where you go into a spot and with a combination of sort of like AI meets the best of, of our existing human intelligence, you could be feeding in conversations that you could have with this character. So you go and sit down and, you know, let's say, um, you know, insert mentor in residence is coming, having a moment, you get to actually sit down with a wise being and, and whether it's playing back the podcast yarns that we've been working through but you just sit and you spend an hour there and you listen um, and over time you know in the first five minutes nothing's said 
and then you get a little grab of a, of a granite of knowledge. But you, your process is to just spend an hour listening and we play through some samples of different stuff we've been publishing through the podcast. But they, that person, that character could be fixed there and it could be the sort of thing after 10 years that you then donate back to a university or, you, or it moves around and you keep building the library into it, you know, and, it, and it's just working and it's spitting out randomly through, you know, a healthy algorithm, the knowledge that we're publishing or that other people like that we, we value are publishing through our work and we can kind of you just sit and you listen to samples of knowledge. That's awesome. Well, you know, we could no, have like okay. a chatbot, a chatbot that was more of a listening bot. Yeah. That yeah. just keeps asking questions, taking a little bit of info, asking them to build on that. And tell me more about that. Why is that important? You know what I mean? That classic counseling technique. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like a wise kind of person who, who listens. Yeah, that, that would be very cool. We got two phone booths in that factory and we have one of them permanently in there and you go into the phone booth and you just have a conversation with the other one and you just, that's your connection with anyone anytime over the 10 years you're gathering these conversations and you have them transparent people can tune in and just be like be like who's talking now you know um, yep and listen who's listening call him give him big ears like you can have real big yeah well let's go we got about 20 we got about 20 Burubina, that can be yeah easy. give us give us some designs around it. That, that's what wise is big ears big ears right. Josh's yeah. way anyway if he's, if he's if if it's a he or a they or a character like let's give a sense of yeah what what that shape might be if they're sitting in that telephone booth and someone's jumping in the other telephone booth go away have fun gang paint it paint it for us what do you think is it a person is it another being what are the features we want to borrow if we're borrowing from other beings like big ears like just throw a bunch of design story elements and energy at us where does it matter? But that, that's where the knowledge is. So that you know that Aboriginal idea that wise is big ear. You know, wisdom is having a big ear, is listening. The listeningest person is the smartest person. You know? So I guess you know. So that's cultural. You know, like rather than as JD was saying before, rather than having all these semiotics of like you know the paint, and the feathers, and the dots, and the crosshatch, and all that kind of thing. Instead, you've got something like that. You've got this big ear one who's really smart. And that sort of idea, yeah. And they're communicating, you know, quite a bit non-verbally. Which would be interesting to do with a puppet, where they can do that subtly. With the whole pointing with your nose or your lips kind of thing. Or that, you know. But maybe the nose is covered and you just see the eyes and they're just being communicated with the eye, the eye direction. And lifting the eyebrows and, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, a few gestures, like, that would be... You know, leading someone to continue, or saying which way now? Like, what? <laughs> you know, what you mean? Or you got some something for me? Or yeah, it could be a giant. It could be a giant ear. It could just be one huge ear with legs and arms. You know, and we have Professor ear with a button-up coat and, a, and an ear on the face and ears everywhere. But it's just Professor ear. Let's go. Trip. You got to go full trip, EJ. There we go. Big Binang. Traditional name, Big Bina. Yeah. <laughs> Con Pitten. Related to Big Bottle Try. Stop it. Hey, okay. hey. <laughs> Josh, you start, you start talking before. Uh, you started oh. to say something before. I'm with uh, it just took me to, I think, what you're saying about um, having a being able to talk in some way. Uh, that was a, I think it was really cool that, um, like, you, you, you're building in the capacity to, you know, uh, for people to develop like a level of inductive reasoning to say like 
oh yeah this is this there's this here this piece of information and then the puppet is kind of creating an invocation to say well what's next what's beyond that or if that means that then what does it mean to do this um so i think that that teaching capacity is really cool i got taken to you know toy story um woody you know, pull the drawstring and sort of like there's a snake in my boot or um somebody poison a waterhole um and then you know there's colonial sort of um intonations there but uh i kind of imagine this um this uh this puppet being a, like you pull a drawstring and it's like a sand talk quote or something like that or <laughs> like a G up um, partly but then there's also um, you know pull the string and you can pull out some quotes from the lab that are really meaningful and really really <laughs> really um, powerful um, you know we Chelsea's quote that uh, we invented the, the I don't know who's going to listen to this we, we invented the effing cloud um, those sorts of things like the invocations that have come out of the lab and spun out into different yarns and different things that we've been able to create um, in this partnership. It's a little bit which is one of my favourite things to do when you're curating stuff is, you know, we're doing that work with Imagine Film and we're layering through a bunch of podcasts. So you can take some of that audio and you feed that audio into the professor and that's where you could start, you know, like, and then you could have some of the other, like the increase yarn or some of those other ones. But that would be enough, I reckon. If you jump into a phone booth and there's a huge professor here, on the other phone booth, you get a little screen of what you and the professor here just, you know, says, "We invented the fucking cloud," and then you're just sitting there and you've got to respond. Like, you got five minutes and you wait, and you can you can offer something back. Or I, I got this image. I'm, I'm traumatized, and I diddly young Jackie, uh, Joshy, Jackie. I got a terrible image of Doctor Who when I was younger, and his fucking eye. Sorry, pardon my French. His big eye. You scared the. Sh- it still scares the bejesus out of me. So. Can we can we know the big binung? It'll be like I, I don't want I don't want to traumatize um, young young ones coming through like I, I was traumatized. Oh man, I was just walking out the locomotion and everything. What about it's just this year and it's all just like it's pulsating slightly, and it's just got this trail of like guts or, or jellyfish sort of stuff behind it. And somehow it's just sliming its way along the floor towards JD like that. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Uncle Mana. How come you? <laughs> you listen for me, bro. It's a narrative. I will trouble with, with the connector blade then. <laughs> if not a giant ear, then what? Uh, but I like yeah. the ear. The plant words. Ear. Yeah, well, I'm thinking Harry Man. I'm thinking Harry Man. Like, um, Cautionary, get proper cautionary here, but he's like he's, he's hidden, so it's only every now and then you realize he's covered in this really long ass fur, like Chewbacca. So, if it's an ear covered in, in, in it's not ear, it's not an ear, it's a fella with big let's, ears. Let's he got big ears, <laughs> he got COVID mask, like you never see his mouth or his nose because he got permanent COVID mask over it. <laughs> Expressive eyes and eyebrows, you can do all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, that's half the mechanics is... Seaweed covering, which would that work? If seaweed... And big, big ears on him. Big ears, because he's... he's that, that's 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 his thing. You know, he, he got big ears. Uh, and, you know, he, he looks... And he looks a bit weird. And there's a, there's quite a bit, like, there's this thing around him. This black lab coat, but buttoned up or... And so you don't really see much what's going on. But when you do, there's a lot of hair there and... 
and you're not sure if that's a bulge under there that's that is that is bosoms or um or what's going on you, you don't know don't know what gender this thing is you don't know what like anything and and then 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 they talk like every now and then they talk like like silent bob like just once in the movie you know they just every now and then talk but the rest of the time they're just drawing you out maybe you just maybe they just turn around like they're sitting somewhere in the factory and they're slowly in little move we can animate a little bit of movement where they just if you happen to be in there you turn back and they've just moved their head a little bit and they move every 15 minutes there's just a little bit of movement and i wonder whether it's um you know to to sing out for chels who, who can't make it for this sesh maybe bringing in some of that ocean energy that you could have you know, it's a, it's the seaweed Chewbacca, so we're not calling in the the hairy fella into the place. Well, maybe they're really caring for, like the the whole job is to like to watch it and care for people and and make sure protocols is going on as well. So it's like uh, that they're kind of indicating or calling out when when something's got to stop or something's gone wrong. Somebody said the wrong thing, or you know what I mean, or uh, you know this person should speak. You know, like there's there's that kind of thing that goes on where they they'll like draw attention to those stuff, but non. It could be an amazing way to publish research. You know, if once a quarter or once and twice, you know, twice a year, we go to the factory and we speak to and with the this professor, and the professor can take on some of the words or some of the research, or we can sort of pass on. You know, we can type in some of our papers, and that's where I think AI becomes really interesting to explore. Um, but we can, yeah, we could just go and, and and it could be part of the process of sitting with this professor, with Professor Ear and being like, we're going to update some knowledge um, in so there's some other things that can feed out. It'd be a fascinating way to, to show our research, you know, and, and have people want to come and see what we're doing, they come and sit down with Professor Ear. That's a really interesting point because, like, when we go back to the, the paper um, that we published at the back end of last year, I think it was, um, it kind of begs the question, like, how how would we translate that piece, you know, into a puppet? And I think we've kind of done that, but maybe some of the key elements um, we probably haven't touched on yet, but that might be a good uh, spark piece to come back to that and say, like, how does fire fit into this or how does, um, you know, those us two, us only, us all relationships um, inform the design process. And they might be like 10 questions from that paper, you know, that you're like, what is Colab and K? And that might be a chance to just talk to the 100 or 200 people that come through the factory or 1,000 people and then we've got a, a way of interactioning and engaging. And, yeah, it might not be Professor Ear, it might be Professor Insert. So what do we think? Do we think about... What we call, what oh, we what, what, what about this? Oh, you got the crowded juices. I like the crowded years. juices I like going the down. Big Let years. that go. I was thinking then too, with the lab coat, right? You made me think about the Puri Puri too. Like you got the, you know, we talk about having that biggest kit, you know, be even bigger than China and that. Uh, Joshi and Tyson, bigger, bigger, mm. biggest health health kit. Might be that thinking too about us about how much stuff our brother or sister boy can just pull out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Here's some Puri, boom. Here's some gummy gummy, bang. Here's That's some Kinder, lose. That's in Silent Bob. Ah, oh, just keep bringing it out, you know. Because he's always I... trying to be that kid from the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that interaction piece, Jackie. You made me think about, you know, like Q code stuff. Like, imagine we they're doing that interaction piece, and there was a way of I don't know. Some sometimes there was something just showed there was a living piece with 
with that with our character that you know it's it's connected to oh shit it's got that code that that yarn there is going to take you to Wick country or that code there is going to take you to Gamilaroi country or that this code here this this, this month's going to take you to Bunny Bunny you know what I mean or Chelsea's country so but there might be something there as well but, but I like the gear the gear you know because our mob is so strong walk and carry all that law so strong and then imagine Bungie Boy Titter Girl to send bringing that Puri out left right and center. Oh, man. Well, look, um, I reckon, you know, if, if it's it's definitely a theme coming through. And so if it's Puri that's going to undo the, the, the bad puppet Puri magic of COVID, <laughs> it's going to, like, counteract that. It's Puri for that. While we're at it, you do one with, like, really big ears, that'll counteract that, uh, that new King Charles, too. You know? So that'll be like, uh, we'll put some Puri for sovereignty here. Um, help these help these colonists get their republic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I was good up until that point. Um, the and then maybe a prop like a to because I you know keep offering up the the ear thing, but the, the, let's let's move past that. Maybe it's Prof Lab, you know, Professor Lab, and that could be a way that we could start with this this character coming alive and. I'm working on labs or working on what? Lab. 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 Oh, lab. Yeah, Prof. Yeah. Lab. Oh, we want a name. Lab. What would a name be for the professor? You know, what's their discipline? Is it Professor Knowledge? Is it Professor Lab? Is it... Oh, your, your profound was deadly. I like that profound. Yeah, you're deadly for that. Profound. Profound. Oh, the deadly one. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say uh, maybe language word or something. Yeah, yeah. Professor Manyal. Hey, look at Professor Shame Job. Professor Hey, oh, do we like have condom, any like condom man, yeah like <laughs> Professor Professor Is there any Creole that's not an insult? Hang on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I can't think of <laughs> Professor Lip <laughs> I can't think of any Creole compliments. I can't think of any language <laughs> around that. Uh, That's so old. funny. Hey, hey, good ways. Good ways. <laughs> good ways. Nice. Good ways. Is that like taken? Somebody. I bet there'll be like 20 Curries on LinkedIn who are like the CEO of a company they founded called Good Ways. I'll bet you that. I'll, I'll bet you that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's keep let's keep jamming on the prof, prof name. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea has weaving in there too. Good, good ways is the best contender so far. All right, well, that's that's pretty much our um, podcast session, gang. It's been good to hang out with you. You've been all very well behaved. Um, good students, <laughs> kick it with. 